This is the day the Lord has made. Thank you for joining us in worship today. We praise God for you and however you're listening. We pray the message you receive will allow you to strengthen your relationship in Christ and build his kingdom as we seek God, shape lives, and serve the world. Scripture today, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. I know how disappointed you are because you like to have 10 or 12 verses read. But I'm really doing my best to make sure that we can remember what's being preached. Um, preaching from Dr. Manuel Scott was saying that preaching ought to be, it ought to be portable. In other words, you ought to be able to carry it out. It ought to be, you ought to be, whatever I preach, you ought to be able to preach on tomorrow to someone else. So I'm, I'm doing the best I can to make sure that if somebody say, well, what did the pastor preach? Boy, he sure preached. Oh, my goodness. Pastor showed up preach. What did he preach? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm doing my best to give us verses that we can, can, can take and, 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 and preach from that verse in such a way that whoever you're talking to will know that the Lord has spoken to you and you want to speak to them. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. This is Jesus speaking. He says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a man who built his house on the rock. Again, everyone then who hears my word, these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Our subject today, build on the rock. Let us pray. God, our creator, sustainer, redeemer, speak to us that we all may hear from you and not just be hearers, that we may be followers of your word to do your will. Thank you for this great opportunity to come and share one with another. Bless us now so when we leave, we can truly be a blessing unto others. Speak, Holy Ghost, speak. Have your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Build on the rock. Build. That's a verb. Use it as a verb. Build. Means to construct, especially something complex, by assembling and joining parts or materials, such as to build a house. Build, it means to establish, increase, or strengthen often followed by, like, to build up. I want you to know today, we are builders. We all are builders. We are building every day. Actually, you've been building since the day you were born. Of course, we know that we build buildings build houses, build schools, build churches, build so many other things. We build by putting things together, such as like toys, like building blocks for Legos. And we build by using materials already made. Understand, we don't build with the stuff that we create. We build by what has already been created by God. Only God created 
everything from nothing and said, let there be. But in order for us to build, we have to start with something that God has already built. Depending on what you're building, you will need special equipment. Sometimes you need earth-moving equipment. They can be used to dig trenches and move dirt for landscaping, level ground and demolish buildings, to clear brush or to dig holes. Equipment in this class sort of includes bulldozers and excavators and backhoes and compact truck loaders and skid steers and motor graders and trenchers. These are things we need in order to build like that. We need help when building. Whatever you're building, people who work at different levels doing different things. We need brick masons and carpenters and electricians and plumbers and roofers, and it goes on and on to help building. Building is serious business. Yeah. Building can be very expensive. Uh, Let me say it again. Building can be very expensive, but especially if you build wrong. Mistakes can be costly and devastating, and uh, it can be very difficult to tear down and do over. If building buildings can be difficult, how much more difficult is building a life? Everybody can't build houses or schools or stores, may not have the skill or the money, can't afford the equipment or the workforce. Mike can't even build a house, but everybody will build a life. Matter of fact, even though you may not have realized it, you're literally building life right now. How's it going? How's your life being built? Are you finished? Is it near completion? Did you ever have to stop construction? How's your life building holding up? Yeah, the building of your life. I'm I'm not talking about the physical building, but your life building. how's How's it holding up? Well, since we realize that we all are builders and we are building One piece of advice, build on the rock. I I, I want you to just type that in there, build on the rock. I I want you to just tell somebody around you, say, build on the rock. Seeing that we all desire to build a life that will stand the test of time, let's look at what it takes to build a truly successful life. First, Know what you're building on. What is your life built on? What is your life built around? What floats your boat? What's your main focus? What's what's the main focus for your life? Now, I'm not talking about your neighbor's life, but yours. We always know what somebody else doing and how they ought be better. 
We always can point that out. But on today, focus upon your life building. Focus upon what's going on with you. How is your building coming for your life? Matthew 7, 24 says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. If we are wise builders, we are building on the rock. Yeah, we're building on the rock. I've read this passage so many times. I've quoted it so many times, but never have taken the time to look and see that it says, build on the rock, not build on a rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're wise builders, we're building on the rock. Yeah. But, but notice, as I said, not a rock, but we're building on the rock. Do you know the rock? And I'm not talking about Dwayne the Rock Johnson either. No, no, no. I'm talking about the rock that was a rock before there were rocks. <laughs> I'm talking about the creator and sustainer of life. I'm talking about he who came through 40 and two generations. I'm talking about the one who loves us in spite of ourselves. I'm talking about the one who gives us joy in the midst of sorrow. I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus is the rock. The rock is Jesus. Do you know him? Have you tried him? Jesus is a rock in a weary land. He's a shelter in the time of a storm. Rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Oh, yes. Yes. Jesus is the rock. Do you know him? Jesus is the rock. The one who's our example on how to live, our example of how to give, our example of how to forgive. Jesus is our rock, the the son of the father. Yes, the one who sent back the Holy Spirit to live and guide with us and live in us and guide us. Second, we know that Jesus is the rock. Next thing to build our life, we need to listen to the rock. Yeah, yeah. We need to listen to Jesus. Again, Matthew 7, 24 says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. It's great to know the rock. It's great to know of the rock. It's great to sing about the rock. It's great to preach about the rock. It's great to pray to the rock. It's great to teach the rock. It's great to teach Jesus. But as the old Verizon commercial says, and I believe Jesus is saying to us, can you hear me now? Do we really hear Jesus? Mm. In the process of building lives, are we truly listening to Jesus? Are we listening? Are we learning? Are we allowing him to speak to us through everything that's going on in this world? There's so much noise in the world, and even in our lives, that at times we make it difficult to truly hear Jesus. But he still speaks to us. Oh my goodness. You know that Jesus speaks to us even in the person of the Holy Spirit who lives in us and who guides us. Some folks say, something told me that I ought not slap you. Yeah, well, but we know that if you're doing what the word of God teaches that if it slapped you, you turn the other cheek. You know, that's not just something told you that. That's the Holy Spirit, the words of Jesus speaking to you. When they're telling us we ought to care about folk who don't care about you, that's Jesus speaking 
to you. But when you can see the words that he's taught us, you can begin to hear his words as it works with us. He speaks to us on so many different ways, but especially through his word. If you can read his word and hear what the word is saying to each and every last one of us, we know that he's speaking to us. But the, word, that the question is today, can we hear him as he speaks? In the midst of whatever you're going through, Jesus speaks. One song says, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear, the son of God discloses. He speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet the birds hush their singing and the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known oh we need to hear what the Lord is saying to us whenever you get so confused and you hear the news all the time and the news a lot of time is bad news the news is all the sensational news but the news we need to hear is the good news that come from the love. You need to know that he loves you. He needs, you need to know that he loves us. You need to know that he cares about you no matter what your circumstance and situation is. God cares for you. We must hear the words of Jesus. In John 13, 34, 35, Jesus says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. He teaches us that. He tells us that. He tells us over and over and over. He speaks to us. But thirdly, not only must we know the rock, not only must we know that we're building upon the rock, not only must we hear what the rock has to say, we must do what the rock says do. We can't just be hearers of what Jesus says. We must be doers. Yeah. I, I've said this many sermons down through these 41 years. And I got to say this one more time. How, how many of you as parents, let, let me ask, talk to parents. How many parents just want your children to hear you? That, that's all you want is just to hear you. You know, you, 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 you know the, the dishes are piled up. The, the room is real dirty. Um, you know, there's stuff all over, flowing everything else. And you say to them, wash the dishes, clean up the room. We good, the fact that, they, and they say, I heard you, mama. I heard you, daddy. We good, right? Because they, they heard us. We wanted them to hear what we said. Oh, let me go to young people. Young people. How, how, how many of you, how, how many of you, how many of you want your parents to just hear you? In other words, you're saying, mom, dad, grandma, granddad, I, I need $50. 
I, I really need $50. And how many of you want your parents to say, I heard you? You want, matter of fact, I do better than that. I do better than just telling you I heard you. I repeat what you said. You said you want $50. I, I believe that every last one of us understands the importance of hearing and doing. Yeah, we, we want the stuff done, not just because it was said, not because we agree with it. How, how many times we say, oh, yes, Lord, I heard you. I, I, oh, that was a great, Pastor, that was a great message. Oh, oh that was a good word. Oh, I, I heard a great word from there. I, I heard it, uh, and I can sing about it. Oh, yes, we need to hear what the Lord say and do. Oh, yes, I agree with it. We could sing it. We could preach it. We could talk about it. The Lord said, love one another. He said, love one another. Let's pray. Lord, you said, love one another. Oh, he said, love one another. Love, love, love. But I do believe the Lord wants us to do a little more. Now, we do have to hear him. But he's saying we need to do what he says do. Matthew 7, 24 says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock. We must do what he's called us to do. If we fail to do, we fail to properly build. If we don't do, we're not building on the rock. If we hear and don't do, we're literally building on the sand. Woo! It teaches us about that. It says, those who hear my words, and I, and I, I believe this, this text has always helped me with this. I believe he's talking to church folk. Because you got to position yourself where you can hear the word. So the first part of this says, those who hear the word and do them is building their house on a rock. But if you go a little further, it says, those who hear my words and does not do what the word says do is like the man who built his house upon the sand. And a catastrophe came to that. So in other words, we have to do more than just come to church. We have to be the church. Yeah, yeah. Matthew 11, 28, 30, Jesus says this to us. He says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Oh, my brothers and sisters, I know sometimes we think it's so hard to be a Christian. We talk about how difficult it is to live like the Lord wants you to live. It is hard. It is difficult if you're not yoked up to Jesus. If you allow the Holy Spirit, if you allow Jesus to guide you and direct you and you're living for him, if you listen to him and then do what he tells you to do, when he tells you to do it, how he tells you to do it, he says, my yoke is, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and the burden is light. We make it difficult when we get yoked to Christ and we want to go a different way than what Christ wants us to go. That's why we have those sleepless nights. That's why we just can't get it together because we may come to him, get yoked with him, but don't want to follow him. He who will follow me must deny himself, take up the cross daily and follow me. That's why we go out and tell a dying world about a living Savior. He commands us to do mission and evangelism. That's what we're doing when you go downstairs to the mission fair and find out 
which ministry you want to be officially connected with. Because once you're connected with that ministry, you're going to do more than just say, I'm a member of this particular ministry. Now we're going to do more than just meet and eat. Yeah, we may still meet and eat, but we're going to also go and grow. The, the Lord will grow us. You say, well, Pastor, we ain't had to do this before. We, we ain't have to bet with no agency and go out there through the week and do something. I'm used to being a Christian on Sunday. I, I'm used to getting here on Sunday morning, and you better preach something to make me feel good, and the choir better sing my song, and, and I want to leave here happy because this is what church all about. No, oh, my brothers and sisters, and let me help us with something else. This is not worship service. I know everybody calls it, every place, or every other church say, call it worship service. I know the world calls it worship service. I know a bunch of other churches, pastors call it worship service. I have a point I'm trying to make for First African Baptist. This is not service. This is worship. It's our worship experience. Because if I get you to thinking and you begin to thinking this is worship service, then you'll say, I've already served. And now we're waiting on God to say, thou good and faithful servant, and all you did was come to church. We enter to worship. We depart to serve. So there are things we have to do beyond Sunday morning. There are folk we have to let know who Jesus is beyond Sunday morning. There are folk who need to see the love of Christ beyond Sunday morning. There are folk out there, and I know some of us say, well, I only know other church folk. I got that. I don't know no folk that don't go to church. I didn't say you don't know any folk that's not saved. I just say, you say you don't know any folk that just, that they all got churches. Well, that's good. That's why you partner up with agencies. And these agencies will allow you to minister to people who are coming to get needs met. And when you partner with the folk who need get needs met and you're helping to meet those needs, you're meeting folk who don't go to church. That, that, that's the goal behind this. But, but and you, got, you be meeting folk who have been to church and don't like church because of what happened at the church. But notice what God has positioned us and positioning us to do. He's positioning us to get out into the world. He's positioning us to be fishers of men, women, boys, and girls. He's positioning us to do the work he's called us to do. He positioned us to be obedient to his word and do more than just be hearers. We're doing the work that Jesus told us about in Matthew 25. When I was hungry, you fed me. Thirsty gave me drink. Strange took me in. Naked, you clothed me. Sick and in prison, you visited me. When did we do this? And as much you've done it to the least of these, you've done it also unto me. I am so grateful, First African Baptist Church, how as a church, we as a congregation, when we pay our tithes and give offering, that a lot of the monies and everything that we get, we're using it to help others. We're using it to do something beyond just First African Baptist Church. But even if we give all that you've given for that, you still have to get out of these walls and do the work God has called us to do. Yes. Lastly, difficult times will come. <sighs> I'm almost done. Matthew 7, verse 24, 25 says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. The rain came, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it was founded upon the rock. 
Let me tell you, I, I told you, I've said, I've read this plenty of times and didn't pick up on this nugget that I'm hoping you're getting on this morning. The house was built on the rock intentionally for difficult times. The, 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 the house was not built on a rock just to be a pretty house. The house is not built on a rock so everybody could admire how nice and beautiful the house is. The house was built on a rock because you knowing the rain will come. Jesus knew we would have hard times. He knew that there would be tears in our lives. Have you ever had or have you ever heard of folk having difficult days in their lives? Have you ever had difficult times in your life? Have you ever felt like, felt like giving up and throwing in the towel? Have you ever felt like the world is caving and walls are caving in on you and you don't know which way to turn? Have you ever felt that nobody cared about the things you were going through? Nobody cared about your troubles. Nobody cared about your heartache. Nobody cared about your disappointments. Nobody cared. Have you ever gotten to a point where you were in an extremely difficult place and just didn't know what to do? God knows about it. He knows what you've been going through. He knows what you're going through right now. He knows what you're going to go through. That's why he tells us. But if you hear the rock and does what the rocks say do, if you hear the words of Jesus and does what Jesus say do, storms may rise, floods may come, winds may blow, trouble might beat against your life house, but because you're built on a rock, your life, your house, your building will stand. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, the song says, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking. My house is built. My hope is built on nothing less but Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ. The solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. If we trust in the Lord, we know that He loves us. If you trust in the Lord, we know that He'll keep you. If you trust in the Lord, we know He'll make a way out of no way. He'll be our bridge over troubled waters. Well, Pastor, how do you know that God will make a way? How do you know that he loves us enough to be there with me in the midst of all I've been through? Because, Pastor, you don't know. I have sinned and come short. Pastor, you don't know. I've done stuff that nobody else know about. But, Pastor, you don't know how bad I've been, how evil I've thought. But, Pastor, you don't know. And I'll say to you, you're right. I don't know. But God knows. He knows everything about you. But in spite of what he knows, he still loves you. In spite of what he knows, he still loves me. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave 
his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Oh, we got a job to do. I got to tell the Lord, thank you. I got to tell him, thank you. I got to tell him, thank you. But what's the job to do? We need to tell them that he loves us. We need to tell them that he came through 42 generations. We need to tell them that he went about doing good. We need to tell them out of all the good he did. Folk talked about him. They ridiculed him. Called him everything but a child of God. We need to tell them that they marched him up to Golgotha's hill. Put nails in his hands. Nails in his feet. Crowned thorns on his head. And because he loves you. And because he loves me. The Bible says he died. He died. He died. That's why we come to this table. He said, remember the fact that I love you so much that I gave up my life that you might have life. The word of God says he died. But the story doesn't stop there. They placed him in a bar or two. He stayed there all night Friday. Stayed there all day Saturday. Stayed there all night Saturday night. But early on Sunday morning, he got up with all power, power over the grave, victory over death. He ascended into heaven, sent back the Holy Spirit who lives in us, who empowers us to not just hear the word, but do what the rock says do. Somebody say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood. His blood. His blood atones for all of our sins. His blood. He died that we might live. His blood. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. If you're here today, we're extending you an invitation to say, Lord, I hear you. And I want to do what you want me to do. If you're here and you say, I am not saved. If you're online say, I haven't accepted Christ. I need the Lord in my life. Right now is a good day to say, Lord, come into my life. Help me to be what you want me to be. Help me to live like you want me to live. Now's a great time. Listen, we all have sinned and come short. And the Bible teaches the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. If you're here today and you say, you know what? I need the Lord in my life. If you're here present, and if you're online, there's a prayer we will pray that you can whisper this prayer to the Lord. It's between you and God. The prayer will include that you acknowledge we've sinned and come short. The prayer will include 
that you believe in your heart that Jesus died for your sins and rose from the grave. The Bible says, if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. If you want to accept Christ in your life today, please repeat after me. Say, Father God, I have sinned. I have not been all I should be. I am sorry for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I believe in my heart. Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave. I'm willing to trust you, God, all the days of my life. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Help me to be what you want me to be. I will tell others that you saved me. Thank you, God, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. If you've accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, we give God all the praise, the honor, and the glory. If you're in the building and on top of accepting Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, you would like to be a member of First African Baptist Church. We extend your invitation to come. If you're online and you've accepted Christ and would like to be a member of First African, just type the word saved, S-A-V-E-D. We'll get in touch with you as well. We do have online members as well, but won't you come today? Won't you come? Just remember our missions our ministry fair downstairs. If you're a member of First African, even if you're not, take time to go downstairs, see the various ministries, join one if you haven't already joined one, and get to see what the others are doing. We're looking to share that God will get the glory. Again, we thank you for coming to share with us. All of our guests, thank you for joining us online. We give God the praise, the honor, and the glory. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this day that you've given unto us. We ask, God, that you would help us now to not just be hearers, but doers of your word, that you might get the praise, the honor, and the glory. Go with us and stand by us. We pray, God, you'll be with all of our guests. Give them safe passage back to their homes and places of abode. And now we ask that the grace of God, the love of Jesus, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit would rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let the people of God say amen and praise God. Remain connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, firstafricanbc.com. You may also contribute through an app called Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us.